Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. Welcome to a bonus episode of Nerdcast. I'm Charlie Matessian. We're joined today by Zach Montalaro from Politico Playbook. We're offering this bonus episode because Zach and the Playbook team here at Politico, Anna Palmer and Jake Sherman, had a sit-down with Vice President Mike Pence at the Republican retreat in West Virginia this week. We thought our listeners might be interested in hearing some snippets from that interview. Hey, Zach. Hey, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I'd like to get your big picture takeaway, what you learned from that interview. But first, we learned a little something about his television tastes. Uh, And I want to hear about that. Is he a Netflix binger, a Hallmark Channel fan, sports fan, DIY channel? What does he watch? Perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, Mike Pence is actually a big fan of C-SPAN. The most animated we saw him when we interviewed him was when we were talking about the State of the Union and what his plans were after the State of the Union. Um, And he went home and he turned it on and he got very excited about it. Because I like the call-in thing they have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are brutal. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> no, I really do. The first one. Nick, you didn't do that. No. We shouldn't say this on the <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I like C-SPAN. Literally. Just but, like public broadcasting. Yeah, I, 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 okay. But, but I not so surprising. Zach, you talked with the vice president about more than his television habits. And I know it's part of the conversation was about 2018. What was your takeaway from that discussion? Yeah, so the real crux of the interview was what the vice president's plans for the 2018 midterms is. And really what he told us is that you've got to be ready to see him on the trail and see him on the trail a lot. Uh, he's going to be a very um, active fundraiser, and he's going to really target red state Democrats as well, especially in the Senate. Um, there's a lot of them up for re-election, and he named a couple that he's specifically looking to target and looking to um, put pressure on. We were in West Virginia when the interview happened. We were at the GOP uh, retreat, and he called out Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat, by name, saying um, Joe Manchin is somebody who doesn't stand for the Trump agenda, even though that state went overwhelmingly for Trump. Um, And he also called out his home state senator, uh, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, saying that's somewhere I could go to try to put pressure on the Democrat and try to, you know, get a Republican to win in a state that is favorable towards the president. And, and Jake, uh, one of the authors of Playbook, uh, asked the vice president about that and what he should expect to see from the vice president on the trail. Let's zoom in a little bit. I mean, you called out Manchin by name today. Should we expect that? Uh, you did. <laughs> should, we expect, should we expect that? I mean, uh, in these states, these 10 states that you guys won that are held by Democrats, um, if they oppose your agenda as they have kind of... Well, I think, I think in the appropriate way, in the appropriate setting... We want to make sure that people that are standing with the president get the right recognition, and, and people that are opposing the president's agenda also, um, uh, you know, also are called out. And uh, I thought it was important today to let people here in West Virginia know that uh, uh, when it came to, to cutting taxes for working families and businesses here in Virginia, Joe voted no, um, and uh, that, uh, that you know. That as we travel around the country, uh, whether it be a political event or uh, an official event, we're, we're going to make sure that we 
we, we make sure the American people know that the agenda that we're advancing is a result uh, of, uh, of partners on Capitol Hill. And we're going to thank the people that are helping us, and uh, we're going to make sure people know. We're going to make sure people know um, um, uh, what the other side looks like. Would you go to Indiana and campaign against Joe Donnelly? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be going uh, all across this country. Uh, um, but I expect we're going to spend a fair amount of time uh, in the states that, uh, that, uh, that the president carried very strongly, Indiana being one of them, West Virginia here being another, um, uh, places like Montana and elsewhere around the country. We think we represent a real opportunity uh, for us. Look, it, it, you know, elections are about choices. And uh, whether it be the people of my home state or the people of West Virginia, this was these 2016 was a decisive uh, election for President Trump for his agenda, um, and I, I look forward to traveling back home and traveling all across the country and making sure that 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 the people that voted for um, the president and his agenda know just how important it is for us to elect more Republicans. Uh, in those states that said yes to President Trump, that, that they need to say yes to strong partners on Capitol Hill. Do you think Republicans keep the House at this point? I do. I do. I, I'm not, you know, Jake, you and I have known each other a long time. Yeah. And I, uh, but you remember being in the minority. <laughs> Most of the members don't that are in there yeah. now. I remember, I remember being in the minority. I remember being in the majority. But I, I, I just have to tell you, at, at the end of the day, for for the American people, I think it's about results. And in 2010, uh, well, I'll even I'll even go back farther. In 2006, um, you know, I was a leading critic of a, of, uh, of a Republican administration that that seemed to be walking away from its its core commitment to Republican principles. Mm -hmm. The American people, uh, I, I think turned out the Republican majority for just that reason. But in 2010, I think they turned out the Democrat majority um, because they saw a, a liberal agenda being advanced by, by Nancy Pelosi uh, and, uh, and Harry Reid and Democrats on Capitol Hill. So Pence is talking tough about what he's going to do against the red state Democrats. Is that, but at the same time, aren't Republicans uh, a little bit nervous and, and sweating about their prospects in November? I mean, it's not quite flop sweat time, but it's pretty close. It's not looking very good for them right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, undoubtedly, the vice president was very uh, bullish about uh, Republicans' chances in 2018. But it, you can just see it in the number of retirements we have seen on Capitol Hill recently. In the House, it's something like 34, 35. Republicans have already said are retiring or running for another office. And that includes um, nine committee chairs. That's huge. That so many Republicans are so concerned about running in 2018 with the headwinds going against them that they're just bailing. And while we were there, we asked the vice president about this, too, and he, he tried to bat it away. But um, it's something that I think the party's going to have to deal with. I think, I think it's probably just a reflection of historical trends. Um, but again, um, you know, I was in that campaign in 2016. I'll never forget, um, you know, how many times we retreated to a, the latest polling that showed that that uh, the race was all but decided, but I never believed it, and I got the same feeling right now. I mean, I mean it, it, even even today, as I was stopping greeting some people at at a business that just announced that in the wake of the tax cut, is investing eight million 
more dollars in their business, and they just gave bonuses to all 1,100 employees. I mean, literally three million Americans have gotten bonuses this year in the wake of the tax cut. And, um, you know, I, and the, the passion and the enthusiasm that, that I see and, and hear from people uh, at, at, after events like today uh, gives me great confidence that if we go out, if we do the work, um, if these members of Congress will go out and tell the story the president told last night. And I really think that the president laid out a blueprint for American success last night. So, Zach, how does that square with the fact that the National Republican Congressional Committee chair could not name a single battleground district recently where he thought the president should be sent to campaign? I mean, much of the American political map is off limits to the president in November because he's so unpopular. So why is Pence saying this? Um, I think he's really just trying to see the, you know, the bright side of everything, Um the NRCC chair, he said that on our off-message podcast that he couldn't really name anywhere else that he would send the president specifically. Um, but Pence is saying, well, look at 2016, right? We were dead in the water, or so everyone said. No one, no one gave us a fighting chance for Election Day. And who is in the White House now? It's Donald Trump, and it's Mike Pence. President Trump uh, demonstrated in the last election his ability to speak to the American yeah. people across party lines, across traditional demographic lines. And uh, I know he's committed to being out. He's, you know, he's being out with these candidates. I'm, I'm going to say tonight um, that uh, the president and I are going to be, we're going to be out there shoulder to shoulder with these candidates for the House and Senate. We want to see these Republican majorities reelected. Well, you'd have to call me skeptical on this one, Zach, because, I mean, yeah, the president is out there, but he only he only goes to red states. Uh, the only blue states he's been to so far are states where he has a hotel property or where there's a federal installation where he had to go. I mean, he hasn't been to California. He's the first president, you know, probably since Eisenhower, who hasn't been to California in his first year in office. So uh, explain to me what that tells you about uh, the fall. Yeah, I'm skeptical, too. Um, I, I think the president has historically low approval ratings for the first year. Um, but the Republican Party and Mike Pence's team specifically is making on the vice president rallying that traditional Republican base that may be alienated by the president. Uh, he, Mike Pence has a higher popularity rating than the president. Um, he is less of a uh, lightning rod for controversy than the president is. And we see that when where they're sending him uh, Mike Pence is doing a lot of fundraisers, certainly, for big donors, but they're also planning on you know, putting him next to some candidates that really need that traditional Republican boost. And he's already hitting the trail, too. Um, this month alone, he's going to be in Texas, he's going to be in Florida, and then in March, his schedule really picks up, where he just goes to about just about every race that you can name. So from a special election to you know, tightly contested elections raising money, rallying the troops, Pence is really going to be everywhere come 2018. Well, sounds like uh, both of them will be busy in 2018, and uh, you will be uh, tracking them closely. Zach, thanks. Thanks for having me, Charlie.